Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. Welcome to the fourth and final chapter of Season 2, The Distant Dragon. Towards the end of the chapter, we'll be asking for you guys to send in your questions for the postseason Q&A. We'll be sure to let you know how you can get those questions in when the time draws closer. I hope you guys enjoy the final chapter of Season 2 of Trailblazers. Last time on Trailblazers, the party finally went toe-to-toe with their adversary, J.G. Locke. With him defeated, his plans to turn everyone back into elves thwarted, and Quetzalcoatl and Anubis' renegade plan to use the machine to turn everyone into anthros likewise stopped, the party have been freed from their service to Psycho Squad and received a presidential pardon. What will the party do next? What about the other members of the conspiracy like Solzhenitsyn? And what are they going to do about their corruptions? Find out this week on Trailblazers! So we pick up with you guys getting into a tram to go back home. Wait. I don't know if we would get into a tram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you're right. Let me not assume. You're leaving the police department. Above you is raging different clouds. All right, yes, yeah, so let me explain the storm a little bit since you only got to interact with it a little bit. Uh, storms on this planet are insane. Massive clouds just barrel through at dramatic speeds, and they carry with them uh, a variety of weather effects. So it's not just like, oh, there is a thunderstorm going outside. No, there's this thunderstorm. You can see the clouds over there just raining lightning down from above. And then, oh, what's that two miles away from it that we can see? Oh, that's a hailstorm. Completely different. These storms are crazy, and they come through, and they just, like, trains roar through. That's too fast, but they come through, and and they're um, very dangerous. So meanwhile, you guys get outside, and and right above you right now is rain just pouring down on you. Our city is made of, like, a lot of metal. Like, do we make precautions for all of that? I mean... (laughs) Well, why don't you ask an engineer? Oh, wait. No, no, they'll just let everyone die. Of course, they do the best they can, but so does America. And when uh, severe weather happens, infrastructure falls apart. It's just the way it is. You do your best, and you deal with the fallout. They also have right now, I don't know, uh, they're pretty busy with uh, the fallout of the RSF generator uh, plumbing into the ground and destroying tons of stuff. Oh, yeah, well, you know. Um, but nothing- And then, you know, clean- cleaning up this mess, this, this whole thing that you just did, the whole last episode that you did. Nothing that you described in the storm, though, is, like, out of the norm? Not out of the norm, no. Okay. This happens every once in a while. I'd say maybe twice a year max. Hmm. So it, it doesn't happen a lot, but when it happens, it's, like, in your face. Like Yes. So you're outside right now, you're, you're like standing uh, uh, on the stoop of the police department to not get soaked as the rain is just pouring and it's like, you know, flash floods are happening. What do you guys do? You gotta do something about that ear, man. It does not match. <laughs> it is so weird. <laughs> I'm glad that's your, uh, that's your concern right now. Hey, we're heroes! We've saved the day! <laughs> something like that. We got to meet Katan! That's something I've never done, never thought I would do. Hey, you got any more uh, room in that suit? I don't really want to walk through the hail. (laughs) (sighs) He was a Um, lot nicer than I figured he would be. I've heard his speeches for years and years now, and I've seen him do stuff. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, but, you know, kind of stuck up because he's got that nice hair. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what the city's going to do without him when he dies. You you guys heard the the whistle, right? Hmm? The whistle? That that Catan did? And his assistant? I mean, now that I think about it, yeah, he was whistling. Did did that say something about whistling I don't know about? Does that sound familiar, Vic? Can you not whistle? What? Maybe now, I don't know. But it didn't sound familiar to you at all, Vic? Did that guy look familiar? Guy with the hat? Uh, man, so much has happened. I really, I don't know. Why, what do you think he looked like? I mean, he looked just like those, uh, the guys at the bank. At the top floor. Oh, like, uh, oh, uh, Mojo Risen's guys, huh? Yeah, yeah, them. What you're talking about? I guess he did. And that, that, that was like the same tune as like the whole 
Mojo Ryzen thing, right? Am I imagining that? Am I just like, you know, hearing stuff? I couldn't tell you because I wasn't there. I think, I think we just need to sleep. I mean, this has been a long day. So much has happened. I'm, I, I'm gonna call Dahlia. You try to bring her up on the communicator. Unfortunately, the storm is cutting off a lot of communication. You can't get through. Well, I, I gotta go back home. Yeah, me too. I gotta get rid of uh, some bodies. What? The Gripplies in my apartment. Remember? One of the last gifts we got from the late JG Locke. Right. Sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't there. I was a little. Uh, I know. Preoccupied. I know. I know. I thought we weren't going back to your apartment. Where do I have to go? I got nothing. I come with me if you want. There's probably still some alcohol left in my parents' cabinets. It doesn't really do much for me anymore. Uh, we need to go. Well, you know where I'm going. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with you guys. Come on, let's go. All right, so you guys get on the tram now? Uh-huh. We were talking. Why are you so trying to stifle our role-playing? Oh, no, no, wait. I'm so glad that we had this talk sitting outside the police station instead of on the tram. What a difference that made. I'm so glad you stopped me from telling you that you were on a tram. The tram ride is a almost, I don't want to say frightening, but it's a little bit of like it's rocking and the rain is pouring onto the glass. It kind of seems extra long, but it's it's nice. It's because it's not, you're not fighting on this tram. You're not blowing up this tram. You're not smashing iconic figures of the city in the face with a hammer. You're just sitting on a tram. Hey, uh, hey, Vic. Yeah. Look, uh, I, I've been a, you know, crap friend recently. Uh, recently? Okay, thanks. Oh, did I say that out loud? Um, I, I don't know what to say. I owe you. You saved my life twice today. Uh, I, I, I want to pay you back, but I don't know how, so if you think anything, you let me know. Do you think I could get Sarah back? Do you think you can get Sarah back? Yeah, do you think that could happen? Do you think that could be a possibility? Of course. Yeah. I mean, the way you told her about uh, Shiva wasn't the the best way, but uh, I I think she'll get over it. You might actually classify that as the worst way. I was trying to save her life. Good news is, Locke's out of the picture now. We're still not clear. You know that, right, Landris? What? We're not clear. We're We're not out of this yet. Yeah, I know. We're still dying. That, and there's still someone out there who would probably like to kill us. Well, yeah. <laughs> there's no shortage of that. A lightning strike hits the tram and the lights go off for a brief second and go back on. Yeah, I don't know Sarah as well as you do, but uh, I bet the first thing she's going to do is tell you why it's her fault that happened. I'm such a screw-up. You? Come on. Yeah, me. I- I'm the one that gets to say that. What have you messed up? Uh, my marriage? My body? You didn't, you didn't mess up your marriage. And you didn't mess up your body. That was genetics. Mm. Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Hair everywhere, but on my head. Ugh. Anyway, I don't know. I just feel like a screw-up. I feel like I'm constantly messing things up. Hey, join the club. Nah, I don't want to join that club. The last club I saw was kind of scary. <laughs> I just know you've been doing the best you can, Vic. Can't ask for anything more. How long are you going to stay in that armor, man? Uh, let, why don't we talk more about literally anything else? <laughs> what are you so embarrassed about? I, I just, uh, here, why don't we watch some TV? And he, like, hits the button to turn up the volume of the TV. What are you hiding from us? And I start, like, moving toward him. I'm trying to find, like, the button on his armor that opens it. <laughs> why did they put this on the outside of the armor? It seems counterproductive to what armor's supposed to do. <laughs> Welcome back to Circle K. I'm Michael Liberty. And before the break, we were talking with Detective Jimmy Lang. That's Chief Inspector Lang. 
Sorry, Chief Inspector, could you tell us more about today's events? Absolutely. This night at approximately 9.45, Captain Hannibal DeWitt received reliable intelligence that there was a threat to public safety on a citywide scale. Captain DeWitt determined the threat to be a clear and present danger, so he initiated police protocol, Broken Arrow. And could you tell us what exactly is this Broken Arrow? Broken Arrow is a little-known and until today never-used protocol which calls in all active and inactive duty cops as well as all retired police officers and puts them under the initiating officer's command for a short-term, one-time mission. Wow, that sounds pretty drastic. It is reserved only for the most dire of circumstances. And to tell us more about these circumstances, we have expert Edwin Blaggard with us this evening. Thank you for coming, Dr. Blaggard. Thank you for inviting me. Well, Michael, you see, according to the police reports, which I examined myself, and eyewitnesses, a device was being deployed that would forcibly change everyone who had become an anthropomorph back into elves and half-elves. That's quite the claim, Doctor. Yes, it is. That's why we gave Dr. Blackheart here, a well-respected member of our fine city, full access to all the evidence to confirm this claim. It's part of our new initiative to be more open to the public with police activities moving forward. It's true, I examined all the materials myself, and I can tell you that is exactly what the device claimed to be trying to do. And we here at Circle K have been showing testimony after testimony of people who were close to the device who had been changed back into their former selves. Chief Inspector Lang, you said that the department is putting forward an initiative to be more open to the press. Does that have anything to do with former Commissioner Shaw's stepping down and Hannibal DeWitt taking over his duties? Word is that Shaw is under police arrest right now. Unfortunately, I am not at liberty to discuss that at this time. But suffice to say, I can confirm Commissioner DeWitt has taken over Shaw's duty as of tonight. Well, Chief Inspector Lang, on behalf of everyone here at Circle K, and I'm sure a good portion of the city, I'd like to extend a sincere thank you to all the men and women of law enforcement who risked their lives today. We have to go to a break, but don't change that channel. We'll be right back with more coverage of this breaking story. Is it me or, like, every time I watch the news, I just have this craving for, like, a big gulp? You know? Like a 32-ounce drink? <laughs> oh, my goodness. How have I missed this quality joke? I should have had every time you put on the goggles, all advertisements say, like, eat more food, <laughs> obey the government. Oh, how have I missed this? I should quit podcasting. That You should. That's the worst. <laughs> what have I done? How did Lang manage not to say anything stupid for that long? Probably had a script. I guess he got his promotion, huh? Yeah. Well, the, the uh, news isn't slandering us. That's pretty good. We looks like it's painting uh, the cops in a positive light. That's a, that's a first. I want to look around. Uh, there are other people in the cabin, right? Uh-huh. Are there any anthropomorphs in there? Any anthros in there? Sure. So the ring didn't get that far. I'm not sure how far it got. I was too busy trying to shoot guys wearing weird masks and a woman singing at me. It didn't go throughout the whole city. So, I mean, that's good. Still got us, though. Yeah, so what are you? Doesn't matter. Boom! Oh, that's our stop. I don't think you can stay in that thing forever. He gets up to go, and there's like a Venbot in his way, and he's like, get, no, get out of, and he shoves it out of the way. <laughs> and I go, hey, little buddy, how's it going? Eat recycled food. It is good for the environment. It's an old model. Yeah, I know. I pat I pat him on the head. Gloom, gloom. Sir, please do not interfere with public property. Oh, I, 
I wasn't trying to interfere. I was just, you know, just trying to, let's say you're doing a good Move job. aside. Yes, yeah, I'll say whatever. I don't like this model. Victor, stop playing with that thing. Come on, you're, you're going to miss her stop. Okay, I'm coming. Like, the doors are, like, closed and I'm, like, squeezing through. <laughs> it's just a Venbot. <laughs> Haven't you seen enough of those yet? They've been good to me, okay? One saved my life. What, by getting you a drink in clutch time? Well, it actually, jumped in front of... Uh, never mind. Just, let's go. He wouldn't understand. He gets to have his little secret. We could have our secrets. <laughs> I know, who's the real robot, right? <laughs> you guys get back to Landers' parents' house, and you run between the door of the tram and the house as small hail is hitting the ground. I go inside and call out Dahlia's name. She comes down the stairs. You guys okay? There's been stuff all over the news. We got him. She turns the corner because she's been talking from around the corner. She was coming to you and certainly didn't see you, and goes, what the heck happened? I thought you said you were watching the news. Locke's dead. She kind of walks over close to you. We got him. And she kind of like rubs her hands through your hair. Which one of you did it? Oh, all me. Good. Good. Wish you could have seen his face. Me too. Are uh, are mom and dad any better? She looks down. They're the same. They're hanging on. Well, we have a lead to find Solzhenitsyn, and I think he's our best bet for fixing it. (sighs) They're still making you work for them? No, we we kind of just want to now. You want to work? Weren't you conscripted? Oh, the bombs weren't real. Did we get those removed, Caleb? Uh, not yet. You'll have to go back sometime. They're a little bit busy. With what? Gosh. <laughs> Typical police saying they're busy and doing nothing, eating donuts. But did you hear? <laughs> Who am I talking to? You probably did it. The best news of all. She looks up at you and looks straight into your eyes. <laughs> the generator's down. I know. Yeah, that was uh, totally us. <laughs> is there anything you guys didn't do tonight? Oh, I didn't save my marriage and we didn't keep two gods alive i see you didn't grow any hair (laughs) i got it where it counts baby uh that's gross yeah i felt gross why is everyone hitting on my sister (laughs) technically i'm single now she's hot (laughs) it's a quick turnaround guitar is holding your hand what no what huh (laughs) nothing nothing well i don't think we ate dinner so why don't we order something uh yeah sure um, boy, I can't be like, who wants Chinese? Because that's like, no. we've now traversed worlds. Let's order Dwarven, you know? Dwarven, I feel like Dwarven today. <laughs> that, like, put, that frames how ridiculous it is to say something like, let's order Chinese. Let's order Dwarven. That's great. I like this. Listen, we get real real commentary where it counts, guys. Here we go. I wanted Gnome. <laughs> I think still the best joke we ever made. I don't even remember if it was in Pathfinder Academy or Trailblazer Network was was something about legalized fey marriage. Where was it that? Was, that was quality wherever it was. It was the Blood Rager, I want to say. Yeah. How you remember that is beyond me, but that was fey the best. bloodline. I, I hope I'm the one that made the joke. I don't remember who did, but I really hope I was that clever, but I know somewhere deep down inside, it couldn't have been me. <laughs> okay, we're inside. What are, you, what are you hiding? I poke on Kentaro's armor. He's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a shower. In the armor? Uh, no, of course not. Dahlia's on the phone ordering you guys food. I'll help you get him. I want to see like, why don't you? Why don't you help Dahlia order the food? Oh, he runs like this. <laughs> he's like clanky. He's like, do, like do, that, do, he, do, 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 do. He, he goes up he goes up the stairs. Slosh, slosh from the hail and wet. <laughs> he's tracking it everywhere because he didn't take off his armor at the door. That's weird. I mean, yeah, pretty I suspicious. Maybe he's not an elf. What do you mean, maybe he's not an elf? I, I don't know. <laughs> We're all it's elves. That's I can think of. Uh, I don't know. He's weird like that sometimes. But yeah, they didn't change. I mean, there's they clearly were something else. I don't know what they were, but I definitely wouldn't say gods. 
Yeah. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go see my parents for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Go go do that. So you go through the hallway, you can hear the shower start from down the hall, and you go into your parents' room, and there they are lying, almost in the same position that you left them under. Your sister's care in their bed, just staring off beyond the ceiling. I pull a like chair up to the side of the bed, sit down, and take my mom's hand. It's cold and limp. Uh, I killed the guy who did this. I'm going after someone who I think can maybe find a cure or something. I won't give up, okay? I'm going to fix this. I just stay up there for a while. Vic... Dai says to you, they won't deliver in the storm, but they're still open. Will you pick up the dinner? Yeah, I'll go get it. You got money? Yeah, here. I head out. You go off and you, it takes a bit of time, but you go through the storm and the, the raging. And there's like a couple times you're like, maybe I shouldn't be outside right now. Uh, but you, you end up getting it and come back uh, safe enough. Time goes by, Dolly calls you down, Landris, and y'all start eating fast food. Or not fast food, but... Take, take out. Is Kentaro still wearing his armor? Uh, Dag Nabbit. <laughs> uh, he comes down his armor and he says, I'm not hungry. Oh, come on. What are you doing? Come on. Sit down and this eat. This is getting weird. Uh, we can't trust you. I mean, come on. He unlocks his helmet and you hear it decompress and he takes it off and staring at you is a half elf with just bright white hair. And Kentaro looks old. And it's like, it's, this isn't, oh, he's got silver hair. It's white. And you kind of realize, you know, beyond what he's, his, his acting and how he's behaved, he, he just looks old. Older than your dad. He's just, it's like one step away from a nursing home. Come on, you're eating? Yeah. And he sits down and he grabs some food. I'm just, I'm like looking at him every so often. <laughs> Must have been the water where I grew up. What? Must have been the water, because I lost all my hair. All these other guys are so much older than I am, and they have beautiful locks of hair. I mean, yeah, it's white, but I mean, come on. Must have been the water. <laughs> Guitar kind of smiles. <laughs> so tell me more about uh, how you guys took down the RSF generator. Wait. Were you sticking it to the man, or was that just part of Quetzalcoatl's whole plan? Kind of let the you shove some train hit it. What do you mean you let it hit it? Uh, I was a little more concerned about not exploding and not being crushed by a giant... Um, but worm? I don't know. What What was he? I think he was a snake. It was flying, but didn't have wings. That was weird. I just realized that. But yeah, uh, the, 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 the little cart we were on had the machine on it. And it was rigged to blow because uh, the little Venbot hacked it. And we said applesauce. And this all sounds absolutely insane. <laughs> <laughs> Dye is like, yeah, uh, it does. Actually, I just said applesauce. I don't know why I said applesauce. I, I should have said the, the other one, but I just couldn't think. And, and the first thing that came to my head. and It's probably good that things destroyed. Who knows who else wanted to grab it? I mean, those guys tried to take all that evidence locked up. If they could get to that, they could have gotten back to that machine. But then again, I guess Shaw's behind bars, right? I hope so. You think he's going to beat the rap? Or you think uh, Hannibal's going to go through with it? I have no doubt Hannibal wants to. It's whether or not he can. He's in a position of power now. Not going to be too long before he sees who lets money corrupt his values. Happens to everybody. He'll just be another Shaw. Just give it a couple of years. Mark my words. I can't believe that they had people up that high. The commissioner of the whole lower police? I mean, I think Sh- and Shaw's was obviously taking orders from someone higher up than him. I'll tell you, the most surprising thing about what happened today, and he shoves more food in his mouth, is the fact that frickin' Lang gave you a handshake. I think I mean vice versa. <laughs> maybe, maybe in fact, yes. Hey, he came through. He did. Yeah. When we left that building and Hannibal was like, oh, I trust you. I thought Hannibal was crazy. I wonder what in the world he did to earn Hannibal's trust. 
but he did it. He he didn't. Well, I mean, he did literally have a hole in his head. Maybe he just wasn't thinking clearly. <laughs> and he even kept a straight face on TV. Chief Inspector. Don't get that wrong. Uh, I think I'm still going to call him detective. I think he was better at that job anyway. <laughs> oh, it feels so weird knowing that we can go to sleep tonight and we don't throw about like SWAT teams busting into our windows or locks coming in and doing crap. Hey, what makes you think, well, yeah, the lock thing, but what did you think about the other stuff? I think we still need to be careful. You just jinxed us. I think after today, there's about a million other things to occupy everybody else's mind than three dopes in a on an old house. Well, I mean, I can't imagine how many people are trying to take advantage of the uh, generator being down. It's going to yeah. be a long night. And your dog goes, yeah, the one time I'm caught without a boyfriend. Terrible timing on your part, Vic. <laughs> I'm just quietly shoveling food in my mouth. Like, not looking at her, looking away. Can you believe that Kataro is saying this? Can you believe that we're going to be seeing babies again? And seeing one in six years? Forgot what they look like. Oh, they're just smaller versions of us. I know what they, Dahlia, it was a figure of speech. They just whine and cry, I want food a lot. Kind of like you a little bit, Kentaro. He just gives her a look. I mean, it's going to be a while before we see babies. But I mean, then what? They put up the generator for a reason. What if we run out of space and food? Well, we just opened up a couple thousand spaces. Dolly kind of frowns at that dark humor. I wish I could have been there to see Quetzalcoatl and Anubis do their thing. Maybe have some clues as to what they were. We should at least could have fought next year. Man, we live in a post-red world. Now that's crazy. Hey, why'd you have to kill her, by the way, buddy? You, you didn't see what she was doing. I saw what she was doing. She was singing, and, and I saw it, but... No, no. With the goggles, you could see, like, stuff happening, coming out. It's, it was weird. I, I can't even explain it. Didn't have to kill her, though, man. I mean, everyone there, she's the only one that didn't even try to hurt us. I mean, she got us to try, obviously, to, to stop us. She made Lanterus look into the distance like a nincompoop, but... Did you really just say a nincompoop? I, I did. You really are an old man. No oh, my goodness. <laughs> <sighs> And he kind of like looks back at his food and he stops talking. Ah, uh, whippersnappers staring off into the distance. Everything they all did to us, you don't think they all deserved it? I don't know if it's about deserving. Look, look, we can't get all upset about everyone who opposes us that dies, okay? Like, look how many people we've lost. We're still fighting, aren't we? So what, they lost, what, four people? How many did they have on their side? I don't know, I just I always liked her. She helped us out a couple times. Oh, you mean when she brainwashed Booker into letting psychos into our base and killing Stallion? He just, he almost like, you see a spark of anger. She deserved it. She did do that, didn't she? I miss Stallion. Yeah, me too. Copa. All then. Still haven't finished my painting. It's so weird to think that we're friendly with the police, but just, if only we could have been that sooner. I mean, they were the ones that Marcus, Tally, Tar, Shiva. You think anyone on their side's feeling sad about them? their deaths i doubt it you can't you can't compare us with them we can't compare our activities to them if we judge ourselves based off of them we'll be just like them not true because we're not trying to hurt people against their will but just because they won't feel bad doesn't mean we shouldn't matter of fact we should that's what separates us from them i'm not saying i don't feel bad but i'm saying that we can't mope about it i'm done moping this is enough moping. Please, you're never done moping. <laughs> well, I could try. Red's dead. Locke's dead. Booker's dead. Who's next? Booker. Now, ever since you guys brought Booker into this whole mess, has been a problem. Was he this crazy when you worked with him? No. He was a good guy. <sighs> he was always annoying. I didn't want him with us, honestly. <sighs> Wish Shiva never turned that bird or bird around and picked him up. Well, he's dead now. He's really dead. Like, really dead. Yeah, he's, he's pretty dead. I just... 
Are you guys taunting the GM to find a way to make him not dead? Because that's what it sounds like. There's no way that anyone could possibly bring him back. That would be impossible. He said he was a skeleton. And beyond anyone's power. It's RoboBooker V2. I mean, I just wish could have known the truth. What Booker was really thinking. What was his thoughts? What was Red's influence? But, you know, don't care anymore. Too late. She said something when Vic, right before Vic crushed your larynx. What did she say to you? Please don't crush my larynx. It doesn't matter. Now who's keeping secrets from whom? What did she say? She said something about us having to stop it all. Or not any of it. I don't know. It was weird. I wasn't really focused on what she was saying. I was more focused on killing her. I've noticed that. You've been a little bit different in battle lately. I mean, like, when you get into it, you get, like, angry. You get into rage. Yeah, like a controlled rage. Uh, I can't. We're all going through changes. Yeah, that's right. That's for sure. Some of us could do things I didn't know was possible. And I'm just staring at Landris. What? You, you like, sucked his life out. Oh, yeah, it was pretty sweet. How did you do that? Uh, I don't know. I just kind of hold up and look at my hands. It's neat, but I, I don't really want it. Is it is it the lack of fur, or am I, like, gray? You're, you're gray. So... We're, we're, we're mentioning that. Why don't, why don't I give a little quick, uh, little quick uh, little talk about how Landris looks? Landris, Lanny, buddy, pal, friend, uh-huh. good buddy. You're 68 years yeah, old. But I'm an elf. Which make you middle-aged as an anthro. Now that you're an elf, that puts you before adulthood. Right. So you are like prime of your life fit, right? Or, well, maybe you still developing like. However, with your curse, as we'll just roughly call it, uh, corruption, these technical terms. One age category further. So that puts you between adult and middle age. So you literally are in the prime of your life physically. You look fantastic and great, better than you ever looked before. Before you were, you, you were looking pretty bad. You were looking, you know, near venerable because of your corruption. Now you're looking, you know, near middle aged. So you look good, except, you know, your clothes are still gray, all those other sort of visual effects we discussed. I think your eyes went gray or something. That's true. But you physically look fantastic. I assume my one ear's still, um... Yes. I want to get this shadow stuff away from me. We should find a really big spotlight and just shine it on me. Shadow puts its hands on its hips. I, I kind of, like, dismiss it. It flips you off. You're trying to kill me. And those hands in the air are like, no. I, I not yes. <laughs> hey, you okay, bud? Hey, I'm having a conversation here. Oh, okay. Guitarist <laughs> looks at you, Vic, like, okay. Oh, it's Okay, so if you're, if you're not trying to kill me, what are you doing? I'm not trying to kill you. I'm not talking to you. Yeah, no one's trying to kill you. <laughs> I saved your life. You, you said We just so. killed all the people trying to kill us. And your shadow's just laughing. And then just like a crazy symbol on your head. And when everybody looks at him, he just goes back to mimicking you like a real shadow. I thought you guys would learn to trust me by now with this stuff. What, what are you doing? Do you see like a ghost? No, wait. My shadow. I've already told you about this. But I look at your shadow and it does, just looks like your shadow. Yeah, because he's a jerk off. <laughs> Katara laughs with food still in his mouth. Okay. I mean, I, I trust you. I believe you. We've just never seen it. That's all. Well, maybe you should take a closer look sometime. And um, I'm taking a 10 to bluff to pass a secret message, which is like, you know, look with the goggles. Okay. Well, the person who has the goggles got the message. I, I obviously don't mean right now, though. Well, your secret message doesn't say when. <laughs> Christian. I said sometime. Fine. Well, that could be now. It's now not sometime. <laughs> Everyone dies over the goggles. The you see um, that that image. I don't know if you remember. I can send it to you again mm-hmm. if you want. Yeah, no, I remember. Which, uh, for the listeners, it's sort of like a demonic clown-like guy. 
Just in time for the new release of it. Yeah. Wear as much as yeah, uh he doesn't he's not wearing face makeup. I should say more like a ringleader, sort of a ringmaster. Not as evil, creepy, you know, skeleton as Baron, but less sort of voodoo than Urizage. He like he's got purples and different sort of bright colors, but he just got he's got like some sort of just nasty features, pointed teeth, you know, pointed claws, a tail that's kind of like a demon's tail, kind of like the heart shape at the end wrapped around his leg, pointy shoes, but he's got the, sort of the ringleader vibe. Mm-hmm. And what is he doing? When you look at him, he looks right back at you, almost locks eyes with you. Of course, he's 2D, almost as if you're projecting an image on the ground. Uh-huh. And he puts his hand to you, I'm just telling you to stop, except his, his hands are clenched and he's waving his finger back and forth as a, uh-uh-uh. The sock, the hedgehog, nah. <laughs> yeah, like you, you, you done, you, you did just mess up, son. Oh, I take him. I immediately take him off, and I just throw him at Kentaro. What did you do to me? What? What did? <laughs> is he gonna kill me? I don't know. That's why I'm saying giant spotlight. That's messed up. Kentaro has him, and he's just like staring at Dahlia. <laughs> what? What are you doing? They're not X-ray goggles. He takes them off, and I didn't know what they did. I never, I never warned them. And Dahlia kind of looks up. Were you hoping they were X-ray goggles? Yeah. Calm down, Beanpole. There's not much to see. I hate you. know I hate it when you call me that. <laughs> Everybody everybody, put those on and look at him because I'm not dying alone. I'll pass. Thanks. And he oh, throws it back to you. You're a wimp. Slides across the table to you. I grab him. Now kind of, Kintaro looks serious. Well, uh, it's, it kind of stretches. Been a long night. I'm going to hit the sack. Hope you guys don't mind, of course, if I use your, uh, your guest room. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you do, uh, too bad because I'm going to do it anyway. No, you need your rest. Go to sleep super early. I don't appreciate these jokes. <laughs> you need me to help you up the stairs? <laughs> and he gets up and he goes up the stairs <laughs> using the handrail. I could just imagine like Victor and Landris just like snickering as he goes up the stairs. <laughs> Dolly kind of looks at you guys and goes, he's a lot cuter when he was a cat. I don't know. Some some people have, you know, that thing. What thing? Well, they just think everybody's more attractive when they're, you know, furry. <laughs> he, his, his fur wasn't gray. Now you can see all the wrinkles. Yeah, you guys didn't even wait for him to leave the room? God, he might hear you. <sighs> I know, he feels bad about it. I think he has white guilt. <laughs> <sighs> Quality jokes here on the Trailblazers podcast. And now he's going to think it's... He's going to think that's why I'm going to sleep on the couch. Oh, I was going to take the couch. Oh, I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm going to find somewhere to sleep. Why aren't you going to sleep with him? Well, Vic saw the gesture over my shadow. Kind of creeps me out. I'm kind of worried. Haven't you been sleeping with him anyway? Well, yeah, but... Well, you're not sleeping with me. That thing's got it out for me now. <laughs> well, if this was yesterday, I would have said, fine, I'll sleep with him and you can have my room. But now these things are completely different now. Oh, now who's shallow? Call me Beanpole again and I can make these jokes last forever. I'm going to go check to make sure the doors are locked. Never know what's going to happen. But whatever it is, I'm sure locked doors will stop it. You should probably board up, make sure the storm doesn't break anything. You know, just, you know, secure everything. I'll clean up, tuck mom and dad in. We'll have to figure out something to do with them. I'm not a nurse, you know. I don't, I don't know how to take care of them. I mean, we can't take them anywhere in the storm like this. Get some rest. We'll figure it out tomorrow. How long is the storm supposed to last? How long the news say it's supposed to last? Uh, they said at least a week. A week? Yeah, but they don't got accurate projections. <laughs> Who does, right? Weathermen, right? <laughs> they, they can predict the weather correctly, right? <laughs> you got any spare blankets? Yeah. Sure, I'll grab you some. Thanks. She comes down with a pillow and some blankets for you. She cleans up and she heads up. Uh, I'm gonna go around like secure windows and stuff. Okay. I go lay on the couch. I'm gonna find somewhere dark and secluded. I don't know, like a just like a room. closet. Uh, a closet somewhere, or a room. I was gonna like turn the lights off and I'm trying to face my shadow. 
Okay. It looks back at you, distinct from the rest of the darkness. Okay, so what the heck do you want? It kind of gestures like a perplexed gesture. It can't be that hard. I want you to not kill me. You you must want something. We Maybe we can work something out. He's like making gestures like, how am I supposed to say anything to you? How am I supposed to tell you? I don't, I don't know the limit of what you can do. Frick. Um, you know, I suck the life at a lock was a did, did you like that like i don't know gives a thumbs up and it kind of turns so it, it profiles its face so you can see the nose and the mouth and he does a smile <laughs> sort of sinister smile and he point he waves finger to say no you and he points me like, yeah i know too bad you can't tell anyone that now can you he crosses his arms okay so i don't know what if i do that to the more people he shrugs you know we end up having to kill a lot of people gonna let you suck the life out of more of them i guess he gives a thumbs up. And in exchange, you stop messing with me? He, like, shakes his head no, as if, uh, not as an, an answer no, but as in, nah, I haven't done anything. You don't touch Kentaro. You did it before. He laughs. Hey, was it funny? He laughs hard. He's, like, almost falling over laughter. Hey, I will, I will get the spotlight right now. He, he puts his hands on his hips, you will what, sort of thing. <laughs> I will get two spotlights. I will get three spotlights. We will have three-point lighting right on top of me. You'll have nowhere to go. He feigns being frightened. <laughs> oh, no. And laughs again. All right, fine. No no life suction for you. He does a, a face is like, hey, You can't go anywhere without me. I could just sit in this room and do nothing. But he gives you a, sm- hey, a smug smirk, but you won't. Buddy, you're kind of get kind of loud in there. <laughs> I'm trying to get some sleep. <laughs> hey, Vic, this is my house. Okay, I just, you know... You're being a real ungrateful guest right now. You think I won't? I am an expert at wasting away doing nothing. Let me tell you. He shrugs, like, make my day. And then he looks at you with a sinister sort of dead stare. And he reaches his hands out and you see his hand extends and goes underneath the doorway. Hey, what are you doing? He looks at you with a sinister smile. I turn on the light switch. He brings his arm back. Nick, are you still there? Oh, I just made it back to the couch. Oh. (laughs) But now now I'm over here. What do you want? Nothing, nothing. Really? <laughs> Good grief. There's a knock on your, that door. Uh, and it's Kentaro. Landris, are you in there? Yeah. He's totally in there, being weird and keeping me up. Come to bed, man. I was just, um, you know, securing all the windows and stuff. Gotta make sure the, the, the storm doesn't break anything. Okay, well, all right, man. I wanna go to sleep. <laughs> Do you need me for that? Well, I'm getting kind of used to it. Kind of a gentle smile. Okay, give me a little bit. Okay. And now, now that he's actually, he's standing in front of you, he's completely out of his armor, he's just wearing, like, pajama pants, and you can see he, his body is so much more in shape than most old people, This because the guy's been fighting his whole life. But you can see all sorts of different uh, scars. These aren't the sort of things that you've gotten from uh, fire and blade, but this has been other sorts of injuries. But, uh, no, he's, like, he's he's well fit. You can't, like, how do you have an, an eight-pack? I thought you could only have a six. There's something wrong. <laughs> it's not possible. Your shadow sort of does shadow puppetry. And he makes a train and he points at you and he makes like a scared face. And then he laughs and points at you and falls on his back laughing. Wait, how do you know that? Another deep, sinister smile. Give away all your playing cards. Your hand. However that goes. <sighs> Sit down and stare at it for a while. It goes back to mimicking you. Vic, hmm. as you lay down to go to sleep, you're kind of like strikes you like, oh, wait a second, I, I don't have eyelids anymore and... I can't, what's happening? I can't close my eyes. You're like, I guess I just turn them off and you just cut out your eye feed. It's a very strange experience. There's so many parts of your body now, Vic, that you just can't feel. Parts that have been replaced and parts that haven't. And you see yourself sinking into the couch with weight that you've never had before from all the implants you've had now. Well, that is my intention is to sleep. 
What's going on with you, Laners? I wait for a while. Mm. I go into whatever uh, room Kintaro's in. Yeah, he's just in one of your the, your parents' guest rooms. They have a big enough house. There you are, buddy. His eyes are like half closed, like he was like trying to fall, like he was falling asleep. <laughs> hey, got them windows closed? Uh, yeah, everything should be good. <laughs> I'm kind of standing. You, uh, you okay there, buddy? Oh, yeah, I, just, I, just, I didn't take a shower yet, and I got Quetzal's, like, brain all over me, so I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna take a shower. Alright, man. Cut his head off, it was weird. Gross. And then okay. a giant snake came out of it. Yeah, alright, you should take your shower. <laughs> And he kind of like pulls the cover over his shoulder and kind of rolls over. I am actually going to go take a shower. Uh, hope that he falls asleep while I'm there and then probably fall asleep in another room. With the lights on. Okay. Vic. Uh-huh. I want to try something unconventional. I When I was playing this episode, I thought, what is a good way to give somebody a dream? Dreams are always so strange and chaotic and make sense but don't make sense. How could I do it well? So I've come up with something I think would be interesting. All right, so I want you to play the song Pure Imagination when I tell you to, okay? And I'm going to say some things while this song is happening. And I just want to let you, I want you to, I want you to let your mind just go where it takes you when I say these things, okay? Okay. And just let your mind fill in these blanks. And I think hopefully it will make some sort of dream happen. Smile. Storm. Red. Come with me. City. And you'll see into your imagination. Fly. We'll begin with a spin. Shot. Traveling in a world of my creation. What we'll see will defy cybernetic explanation. If you want to view paradise. Towering.
whatever picture you have in your mind now, hold on to it and watch it all go out of focus. As if you didn't have your glasses on, you were very, very terrible. So everything just gets blurry, lost in these colors around you. And now you are there standing amidst this blurry world and standing in front of you is a woman in resplendent armor, plate mail armor, and she has a sword by her side, short black hair. She looks at you and she says, and when she says this word, it almost didn't come out of her mouth. You hear it in your head all around you everywhere. Believe. And everything comes back into focus and you're standing amidst Kadesh and there's fire everywhere. And there's people shooting at one another. And you see people in brazenly in comet uniforms shooting in a firefight with police officers. And you look up into the sky and that's what you can see. You see the sky. You must be in Upper Kadesh because you can see the sky. And far into the distance, way above you, miles and miles in the air is something that you can't quite make out. This gigantic, this behemoth of something with bright lights, and these lights burn. But as they turn on, these, these big circles of blue above you, the people slowly stop fighting, and they stare up at this thing. And one of the comic guys stops shooting at a police officer who stops shooting at him, and they both kind of let their guns slowly point downwards as they look up at this thing. And the comic guy drops his gun, falls to his knees, staring up at the sky and he says we were wrong we were so wrong and these blue lights grow so much greater they ignite and then in a flash you feel immense pressure as this wave of power just exhumes from this calamity in the sky and from top to bottom the buildings begin to crumble and you look around you and all these people, their skin, their flesh, their fur melts and deep into their skulls and recesses into them until there's nothing but skeletons left. And the skeletons vaporize into a powder that itself is destroyed until there's nothing. And you find that you're not on Upper Kadesh because the ground gives way and burns away until you see Earth and a fire, a quick fire that does not linger spreads across the water across the face of the planet and wipes it clean until there's nothing left but brown dirt and empty waters all life is gone all marks that you elves were even theirs vanished the algaes destroyed even from the bottom of the ocean there's nothing left except this woman in armor and she looks at you and again says belly you wake up it's morning and i don't know how to describe how you know this but you know that you had a dream a genuine dream that is made possible because that generator is gone but that second half that vision of the city with that woman that was something altogether different something closer not exactly the same but something closer to those dreams you had back of the forest and of the bees and the other things that happened to you because of the slender man because of the canister but not the same certainly not as sinister though the picture was certainly more grim Landris, you have a dream 
You're outside on some street. It's in Kadesh. It looks like any other street lit up by neon. It's raining. Not pouring, but it's raining. And you're standing outside this this building, and you can see this big glass window the size of a wall. And you're looking in, but you can't see the window's fog. The rain is distorting the image inside, but there's these vibrant colors inside, dancing. You kind of try to wipe away the rain to see what's in it, but you can't quite get a picture of it. And as you think you're finally making some progress to see what's in there, you hear the sound of a tram or a train pulling up. It stops. You hear someone step off, and the conductor says, Willoughby, next stop's Willoughby. Sir, you have your ticket? And you turn around, and you feel your pockets, and it's not in your pants. And you, oh, you feel your breast pocket. There, there's something there. You reach in and you feel something hard and you pull it out and you wake up. This again, I, I can't describe how you know this, but this is not at all the same feeling the last time you had a vision about Willoughby. This was distinctly a dream, something your mind came up with. You somehow know this is just a, a different feeling, but the dream is ended because you're forced awake by somebody shaking. Hey, Lanris, Lanris, it's me, it's Kantara. What are you doing? Having a really weird dream. Yeah, you're also sleeping in a closet with the lights on. Um, I know, yeah. It's like midnight, come on. He sits down next to you. Is it the shadow? Yes. Kind of makes himself comfortable. Is there anything I can do? Unless you have a, uh, I don't know, a box with spotlights in every direction. Could that help? I don't know. I just... I mean, you, you saw what I, I did to Locke. I'm just really afraid of that happening to you. He kind of smirks and shrugs. He goes, listen, I only got, like, what, 30 years, 40 years max on me anyway? <laughs> That's being generous. <laughs> Look at you. What are you going to complain about? It kind of hits your shoulder. Look at you. You're the best you ever looked, man. Well, except for the whole monotone thing. Yeah, sure, you could use different style of clothing. That'd be great if you stopped just turning everything gray, but look at you, man. <laughs> the prime of your life. Well, I don't feel it. I wouldn't want to get in a fight with you anymore. Anymore? Hey, I don't, I don't feel in my prime, honestly. We all got a lot of changes to get used to. You know, when I... I'm going to tell you something I haven't told anybody. Tell you when I'm... I'll, I'll still try to beat you up, even if I can't do it. I... You, kind of just like that nervous thing where you pause, because you're like, I really shouldn't be doing this thing, but I'm doing it. Where I'm telling this guy this thing. I... I use those, those injectors, those, oh, what are they Cortex gun? Yeah. That's how I got like this, and he gestures to his muscles. <laughs> That's how I won all those fights. There's a million ways out there for us to become the people we want to be to, to fix the problems we have. We just gotta find them. I'm trying to remember, Caleb, has he before, like, denied that? I think he has. Okay, okay. I'm not surprised about the whole uh, enhancement thing. I'm more surprised you would lie about it. Why do you care? I kinda, it's nice to make people think that I earned this. Hey, you did. In some ways. I injected my brain with the smart cortex gun, and look how far that's gotten me. <laughs> they clearly don't do all the work. I'm 110 years old. You don't get 110 and look like this without having half your muscles be constructed by nanomachine. Hey, that's all right. Even still, I still ache. My spine still as decayed as it is. It's still tired. I still ache. And now I don't got the, I don't got the fur to hide it. Man, you really are a sweet talker. If you want me to hop up in bed, you're on your way there. 
Oh, listen, it's like when people get married. I know I don't have to earn it anymore. I don't have to work hard for it. I'm taking it for granted now. <laughs> we all got problems. Some of us got big problems. But there's solutions out there, and we just got to find them. And if, if I got to choose between you maybe hurting me in bed because you're going to be with a, a guy and, and he kind of gestures to himself and all his senility, uh, it's, it's, it's just as much a concern as me as your shadow doing anything. If I choose between that and you sleeping in a closet with a light on, I think I'll keep you in the closet. I mean, I want you to come to bed, is what I'm saying. Okay. If it makes you feel better, I'm not actually sleeping. What, can you not do that anymore? <laughs> uh, no, it's just been a high-energy day. Matter of fact, here, come on, let me show you something. What am I working on? Where did you find the time to work on anything? Like I said, I'm not sleeping. I follow him. As you leave, he turns off the light and closes the door. And he goes into the bedroom, and you see he, like, a little, like, desk layer set up, and it has your bird unit sprawled across it in pieces. Oh, you, you finished Anubis's job? <laughs> well, it, it didn't take much finishing. I'm trying to undo whatever in the world you put this thing through. The good news, uh, we'll say, let's, we want the good news or the bad news. Let's start with the bad news. The bad news is, I think you're going to need a new bird unit. Okay. Uh, the good news is, the radio still works. The radio? Yeah, the radio and the bird unit, that still works, so that's good. You can, I think there's an alarm clock function. You just put it on your bed. Here. <laughs> and he clicks on the radio. This is KWS, KDESH's weather service. An emergency alert is still in effect for the entire lower city area. Expect severe weather conditions through the week. Wind speeds reaching up to 60 miles per hour. Heavy downpours of rain producing flooding. Severe thunderstorms. Temperatures varying dropping below freezing producing up to golf ball sized hail. All weather effects are intermittent and widespread. The Department of Public Safety is urging people to stay indoors for the duration of the storm. Vertebrate travel has been suspended for all city works. Privately owned vertebrates may be flown at their own risk. Emergency services are experiencing a large volume of calls. Expect delayed emergency response. All major rail systems are continuing to operate, with some minor rails closed. However, the DPS is recommending that you travel only when necessary. He turns it off. Another piece of bad news, I can't figure out how to change the channel. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy weather alerts. So tired of all this. He smirks at you. What, me trying to hijack your bird? Listen, this time I didn't give it a Venbot personality. No. Oh, this whole thing. Just keeps... Just, we just keep digging ourselves into a deeper and deeper hole. We gotta go out. I gotta go out and find Soldier Nitsen. And that's gonna be another one of these... I don't know. I just he takes your hand. Today we did some digging out, huh? I don't know, I don't... I feel like we're like right in the center, it doesn't matter which direction we go. We're not any closer to breaking through the other side, and we're not getting out the way we came anytime soon. Hey listen, I spilled a lot of blood today, don't take that away from me. We, we, we killed that son of a gun, we stopped their forceful transformation of the city so that everyone doesn't have to feel as old as I do, or look as weird with their cybernetic ears like you do. We stopped crazy god people from uh, whatever they were gonna do. And we just made a lot of people happy who are going to have families now. Well, okay, you did some of those things that I didn't do. The point is... I'm going to have to do it again tomorrow. That's the point. Now, I don't think we have to. The, the police now, the, they finally believe us. They've got all that evidence they got from Locke's place. We could finally pursue things that are just for us. No more Marcus trying to help us help out the AAA under the guise 
of what he was really doing with ever his interest in his, with that stupid canister. No more going to the bottom of the ocean. No, no more any of that. We can just do stuff for, for us. Leave this whole conspiracy mess to the police. I'm not leaving Nitsen in their, their hands. I have to follow that through. Who's going to feed my parents and bathe them? There's answers to, to all these things. We just got to find them. We're not going to find them. Tired and exhausted in the middle of the night. Let's go to bed and we'll, we'll tackle it one thing at a time tomorrow. All right. He smiles. You guys crawl into bed. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Christian and I were just shopping for Father's Day gifts. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Trailblazers, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Pathfinder Academy? Why don't you try some of our favorite episodes? One of mine definitely has to be the one we did on party rolls. That was a great episode, and surprisingly, Tank Healer DPS wasn't the answer. You can find Pathfinder Academy on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen, too, so go onto our site, tblazer.net, for a complete list of the ways you can listen. So go ahead, grab some dice, and join us. All right, Christian, what says I love you and totally didn't forget your holiday and the fact that I remembered yours and not mom's in no way reflects upon how much more I love you than her? How about a mass-produced card with sentiments on it that you didn't write? Perfect! Vic, you were just waking up from your dream vision. When I wake up, I like sit up and I turn on my eyes and I kind of shake my head because it's weird. And then I just sit there for a few minutes just contemplating what I saw, I believe. I get off the couch and I head upstairs to the uh, Landris and Kentaro's bedroom and I knock on the door. Wakes you up, Landris? But Kentaro is still like asleep and he just like grabs you and pulls you closer as if to like cover his ears. (laughs) And don't respond. You awake? You hear the mostly uh, asleep sound of uh, from Kentaro. I I leave and I go take a shower. And once I'm done with that, I go downstairs and fix me some breakfast and just wait for someone to come down. Dahlia eventually comes down. She's got bedhead and she's like walking over to the kitchen. She goes, oh, morning, Vic. How'd you sleep? Okay. You? Ah, fine. Got a middle of the night check on mom and dad. A- anything change? No. But no change for the worse. Not sure how much worse it could get. You want some coffee? Yeah, I I do. Uh, you're not eating the Algios, are you? Those are uh, those are. I think my mom's had that in the cupboard since I was living here. I I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> you look at you like, huh? The mascot does look like it's about forty years old. <laughs> so what's it like? Well, what's what like going on my uh, those crazy adventures with my brother? It's killing my favorite singer in the world. It sucks for the most part. I mean, it's just been defending ourselves, trying to stay alive, trying to figure things out. What y'all gonna do now? I don't know. I think the first thing you should do is get those blinking lights out of the back of your heads. They look atrocious. Yeah, I'm planning on that. I mean, like, you know, Kitaro and Landris, their hair covers it, but with you, it's like... I just I just ignore that. Your, uh, <laughs> your grandfather came over here, right? From the other world? From the homeland? Yes, he was. He, he told y'all a lot of stories, right? Of the homeland? Yeah. Magic and all of that? Of course, didn't want to hear him until I was too late to appreciate him. Dreams? Oh, did you have dreams too? Yeah. So weird. With those generators down, it's just... It's kind of cool, though. They had they had something more than dreams, though. They had, like... What is it called? What? Predict, predict the future type things? Vision? Yeah, they called them prophecies or something, right? Think. Grandpa didn't talk a lot about them. Supposedly, like, 
Only important people got them. People that the gods paid attention to. God stopped paying attention to us a long time ago. <laughs> what, you think you had a vision? They're just dreams, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, just dreams. <laughs> Wish your brother would get down here. You know, I was working my whole life to put that generator down, and now that it's done, it's, it just doesn't seem real. I mean, I wish, wish it could have been done without so many people dying. You seen those images on the news? Oh, of course you haven't. You turn on the news once in a while. It's, it's bad. The tower took out a lot of buildings when it came down. A lot of gore in the streets. Right now, it's snowing outside your window. I really would like to get out, but I don't think we're going to be able to. Well, the news was saying we should stay inside, but I can't remember the last time my brother listened to any sign of authority. They didn't put a bomb in the back of his head. You know, your parents don't have any, like, books. Like... I got some books. Anything uh, I don't, from the home world? Uh, I don't think they have anything from the home world. Dummy's guy division? <laughs> no, I don't have anything about visions. That's what I thought. Uh, I saw my brother has this freaky book that makes plants come out of it. Did you see that thing? Yeah, I've, I've seen. Said so you got it from that uh, an underwater place. Oh, you know what? I've got a book from there. Yeah, please don't open it up inside the house. Oh yeah. What is it? Super Deadly War Machines book, volume three. No, just a history. Oh. I um put down my cereal, mm-hmm. go grab my bag, and head to the closet Landris was in. <laughs> All right, great. You turn the light on, mm-hmm. and uh, you look at the book. The book says, History of the Aslanti and the World That Was. You open up the book. You can't open it up to the first page. You have to open up in the middle. The words begin sort of scrolling across the page, but um, you can't read this language, and you're like, oh, this is great. And then the words begin to swirl around, and they begin to, to form images. And you can hear a voice emanate from this book. Many years ago, in ancient times, the world was united in the kingdom of Aslant. Aslant was a good kingdom, and its king, Obnixilus, was a good king. The entire world was at peace, and no one man warred against another for generations. Yet, eventually, War did break out. And there's the, the the words, the letters on this this book show this vast like kingdom. And it looks very uh, Egyptian sort of style and uh, architecture. Occasionally, as wars would break out and evils would need to be defeated, heroes would rise to fight them, and they were victorious. But as long as Aslant was a kingdom, there never could be a true everlasting peace. For however much good they did, they could not remove evil from the world. So, Omnixilus put it to his men to cross the entire kingdom, to all his wise men. How could they remove evil from the world? And as uh, all the image now appears, the words make an image of this king Omnixilus on his throne talking to all these wise men. And it went across the land for anyone could come up with a solution to the problem of the world. It came to Omnixilus' ear that the gods play such an unknown but great part in the revolution of the world and of times gone by. The Aslant Kingdom was a great kingdom of many learned scholars, and they had learned of every god that existed, everyone that man could learn about, they did. And as they went through these gods, there was a god they discovered that was the greatest and most powerful god 
The god's name was Quetzalcoatl. He was the god of balance. And now it shows this winged serpent. But the image that shows this winged serpent kind of fluctuates to different uh, images. A serpent that has feathers instead of scales, and then it shows a scaled serpent that has wings, and it keeps going off, uh, never settling on, on a single image. The god of balance seemed like a good god to those unlearned, but those who had education could quickly see how this god was perhaps the most evil of all the gods. For being of god of balance, for every good act in the world, he demanded an equally horrific one. The great good kingdom of Asland had brought about its own pains. For every good that was accomplished, every hunger that was quenched, a balancing, horrific, and terrible act had to occur. So, the kingdom of Asland worked together to find a way to kill this god. Killing a god is a very difficult thing to do. And it shows battles against great gods of different images. But to truly kill a god is something that has escaped man's grasp for a long time. And by the way, when it shows pictures of man, it shows all races, elves, dwarves, men, kobolds, everything. It's using man, the term, not for humans, but for living persons. So a plan was finally put together, since they could not kill Quetzalcoatl, to bind him. Four great people of Asland would sacrifice themselves and take on aspects of the great god Quetzalcoatl to bind him up forever. Iomade, a woman of great valor and glory who had led crusades in the past, took on the aspects of order and contentment. And Iomade, this goddess, looks exactly like the woman that was in your vision, precisely like her. Another woman uh, appears before you, made up of this text, and it's a very sort of beautiful, almost a, a, a youth in her beauty, uh, though of course she is not young, uh, woman. Saren Ray, one of the most compassionate people to ever live, of all time, both in the past and to present day, took on the domains of light and healing. And that is where that which is positive has ended. For to bind the god of balance is to take aspects that are diametrically opposed to one another. And when you see this, this woman, Saren Ray, she looks so strikingly familiar, and then it hits you. It looks a lot like red, but without the shock of red hair, and you kind of relive the battle in your past, and when you looked at her with those goggles on, she did look a little bit different. She looked a little bit more like this, this Saren Ray you're viewing. Zan Kuthan, a man who enjoyed pain and misery, was set to take the domain of darkness and envy. And the last great man, the man perhaps should not be the word used, to take on the final dark aspects of the great god Quetzalcoatl was Baphomet. Baphomet was the worst of the Aslant people. Many people in this world have evil in their heart, but Baphomet was chief among them. In his mad search for power, he twisted himself into that form. And what you see before you is a Minotaur, becoming the first Minotaur long before we bound Quetzalcoatl. He wanted to kill just to kill. 
When victory was in hand, he would betray those who trusted him with no real desire for either side to win. He wanted to watch the chaos that would ensue. His only allegiance was to chaos. The only thing that would make him smile was pointless destruction. If anyone was fit to take the burden of being the god of chaos and destruction, it was Baphomet. With these four new demigods, they bound Quetzalcoatl and took these aspects from him. And Quetzalcoatl was forever trapped and could no longer pressure the world with his terror of balance. And the world was free to move forward in an endless time of peace. However, the world found itself unable to. Baphomet was crafty, and before the ritual was completed, in the weeks leading up to it, he had set forth a plan, a sinister plan. He had set up for himself worshippers across the globe, knowing that gods derive their power from worship, and that taking some great portion of power, if only it was a quarter, it still would be a great amount from Quetzalcoatl, and the other three not having any worshippers to fuel them, he would become very strong indeed. With the power he earned from his worshippers while a demigod, he rose up an army of those made in his image, and the Minotaur armies swept across the globe like a plague. And you see in the images, Minotaurs just with great axes and very little armor just butchering people in an endless sea of them. Too many to count, too many to stop. And the world fought them, but even the united world of Aslant was unable to stop them until he had destroyed all civilizations and nearly all men. It was at this point that the world woke up and the Fae, nature itself, rose against him. At first, the Fae had watched by. They could have intervened at any time, but they didn't for fear of being swept away in the flood. But as soon as civilization was gone, Baphomet turned his armies to cut down the forests. Did they realize that there was no safe haven in passivity? They rose up, and it was the Fae that quenched his armies. After destroying his armies and saving the little amount of life that there was left on the planet, they set up a universal law to be obeyed by everyone that would walk to the face of the planet. That Baphomet would never be worshipped, that no temples to him would ever exist, all standing ones were raised, and even the knowledge of him was outlawed until a time came when he was forgotten. And people rose back up to prominence, and new societies were born, and the ashes of the great kingdom of Aslant. And you watch as all the shapes sort of go back into the page, into the writing that you don't understand, and the book returns to what is seemingly a normal book. You can flip through it, but all the language you cannot understand. Okay. The last two gods don't look like anybody to me. I mean, one looks like a minotaur, which you've seen many people who look kind of like minotaurs. I mean, they're more bull people. They've got fur and stuff instead of you know the human features that minotaurs have. And you've heard the name Baphomet. Zonkuthon's completely new. Completely new. I, I realized I didn't describe him to the audience. I just sent a picture to my players. You know, just for the four of the, I don't know, 400 people that listen. That's cool. He's a sort of faceless man. Uh, he's got good muscles. He's got Kendall going on. Link in the description below. I put it back in my bag. And when I do, I pull out the two holy symbols of Anubis and Quetzalcoatl. I just stare at them for a while. Then I place them back in my bag and I leave the closet. Landris, what's going on with you? You finally stir. Uh, is Kentaro awake? No, he's asleep. Once in a while, he's making like discomfort noises. Like He's old. He's got to be up before everybody. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <sighs> 
Hey, hey, you didn't die, did you? Shake him a little bit. Oh, what is it? Are, are you still alive? Are you among the living? Uh, unfortunately. You were, uh, you were, you were, you were uh, struggling a little bit there. I'm just feeling my age. Oh, that must suck. Sleep okay? Uh, yeah. He stretches. I didn't have any more dreams after the Willoughby thing, right? Uh, I'm gonna say you just had random dreams. Actual dreams. Oh, I'm gonna have to get used to this whole dreaming thing. Yeah, I, I slip all right considering, uh, my comatose parents are in the other room. He looks at you very sympathetically. Yeah. Uh, Vic came by earlier. I guess he's, he's probably bored. Should probably get up. He, like, pulls you closer and goes, he can wait. <laughs> Five more minutes, Ma. And he, like, digs his head into your shoulder. <laughs> Oh, I swear, though. All I did was get transformed back into half elf. It shouldn't make me ache this much. Oh, my goodness. My back is absolutely killing me. Yeah, I don't remember you complaining about this stuff before. Whatever. Can we stop talking about me being old? I'm super self-conscious about it, and you guys' choice to help me get over it is to just constantly bring it up. Maybe let's try a new way. Let's try not talking about it. <laughs> well, we can either leave you at the bottom of the hill, or we can try and push you over it. Oh, just, uh, just not talk about it. How about that? <laughs> you know what? Why don't we get up? Why don't we go talk to Vic? That sounds... Why don't you go? Why don't you go talk to Vic? That sounds like a great idea. Fine, fine. Hey, you know, I, I love you no matter what, right? He smiles at that. Good to hear, because if there was anything that would make you stop, I figured this would be it. Ah, uh, that's close. I think we worked through it, though. Hey, that was supposed <laughs> to be a joke. <laughs> it is kind of weird. A little weird. I mean, I'm, I'm at the end of my life. 30 years left, 40 years left. You're the, the best thing that has ever happened to me and probably will ever happen to me. Uh, and in 40 years, when I'm gone, it's a blip on the radar for you. You've got hundreds of years left. Something else is going to be your best thing that ever happened to you. It's weird to think of it like that. I think the bar's set pretty high. He smirks at that. Mm, higher than it's ever been before. Besides, at this rate, I don't think I'm going to live all that long. <laughs> well, we'll see what we can do about that. All right, all right. And he gets up and he goes to get changed. Oh my gosh, look at this. And he like he just like spreads his arms out to you. What? Nomaded fur? No, like, this is awesome. You know what? I can get used to this. <laughs> I mean, kind of like shuffles his hair a little bit. Top of my head's a little messy. I wouldn't get matted if you combed every so often. The shower was like, it was a 15-minute shower. That usually takes a whole lot longer than I'm drying for nine years. This is, I get used to being elf. I don't know. It still, still feels kind of weird for me. That's because you have a weird thing sticking out of the side of your head. You should get that. <gasps> oh, sorry. Let me just drop 8,000 gold right now. Go over to the doctor's office and get a brand new ear. Well, you know what? I could. I mean, if you need the help, all you got to do is ask. I did make a bit, of, pretty bit of money on uh, betting you fighting some giant bees and a weird golem. <laughs> I mean, if you make it worth my while is all. Are you really Are you really bringing back the sugar daddy thing? Find some way to repay me. I, I could pull out 8,000 gold. Find it somewhere in my heart. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Consider payment. I'll pay you 8,000 gold to stop calling me old. How does that sound? Not enough. Nope. Exchange of goods and Way services. too much fun. You're asking a lot from me. <sighs> he shakes his head and goes over and gets dressed. But hey, if you got all that money to flaunt around, can you, I don't know, buy a, a like a nursing home thing for my parents? He looks at you and seriously, serious face and says, absolutely. Thank you. I, I can deal with the year for now. It still works. No, it does not work. <laughs> not without outfit. I mean, everything. <laughs> hey, look. And he goes over to you and he rubs your, your half broken elf ear. This thing's still kind of cute. <laughs> ah, it's even more annoying. <laughs> uh, you know, everything matches when everything's gray. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Come on. I think there's still some algaeos downstairs. <laughs> You'll get all dressed and get downstairs? As you do so. Uh, Katara's taking his sweet old time, uh, so you go out ahead of him, and as you kind of go to reach the, for the door, you kind of feel something pulling you back, stopping you, almost if like a rope's tied around your waist, and you look around to see what's doing it, and your eyes fall down to your shadow, and you see your shadow holding on to Kentaro's ankle, doing something. I kind of glare at it and like reach again for the doorknob. You pull him away from uh, Kentaro's shadow. 
And as you do that, you kind of see Katar kind of roll his shoulders as if like a weight's taken off of him. Victor uh, Lanaris comes on downstairs. I am sitting at the table jotting stuff down on a piece of paper. Hey, buddy. Hey, I thought it was the old people that are supposed to get up at the crack of dawn. Hey, Lanaris, he ate the Algeos. <laughs> what? <laughs> How did he do that? I told him, don't look in the fridge. Half that stuff's out of date. And they were, mom and dad refused to throw Are you away. okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I'll be right back. I run to the bathroom. Yeah, you hear an audible tummy grumble. <laughs> How'd you let him eat those? I, it was too late. I came down, he was already eating them. Hey. Yeah. You dream? Uh, a little bit. Uh, not great dreams, honestly. Another uh, Willoughby-esque dream. Uh, oh. Well, it wasn't like that bad. Just, uh, you know, it was just kind of weird and uncomfortable. I checked my breast pocket. Nothing. Uh, what about you? Dream of Sarah all night? I, I did dream of Sarah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're not a hard person to figure out, Vic. And then, I don't know, there was the old gang. Koba, Marcus, Tally, all them. There was a factory, but it didn't make, like, one I used to work in, but it didn't make parts. It made, like, sweets. <laughs> like candy? Yeah. And then there was this guy with a hat, and he was cool at first, but he turned into, like, your shadow guy. I saw the city. Hey, Landris. Yeah. I, I saw something that I don't think was a dream. What do you mean? Like, did you wake up in the middle of the night? No, I think it was a it was a vision. Oh, can your eyes do that? No. Like, before. Like, when I saw the tower. Yeah. With the, it was like that. But but more than that. Okay, what'd you I see? I saw the city burning and, and Comet and the police were fighting each other. But then there was something in the sky. And I guess it was Upper Kadesh because I could see the sky. I don't know if it was Upper Kadesh or not. I don't know. It was weird. But I could see the sky, and in the sky was something else. I don't I don't even know what it was. But it, there was light coming out of it, and it. everyone stopped fighting, and they turned to it, and they were in awe of it, and then it just destroyed everything. All the life, all the buildings, and it just erased it back to, I guess, before we came. What, what did that look like? Like, just the ground, the earth, and, and an ocean. But before... And after all of that, I saw this woman, and she told me to believe. Believe what? In the, the vision, I guess. In myself, or in, I don't know. Well, what did Mojo Ryzen say a comet was waiting for? The day their god came from the sky and wrought everything? Well, okay, that's that's the weird thing. Okay, so I, I you remember those books we got from Under, under the Ocean? Yeah. I, I read, I opened one of them. Which one? One of the history books I got. Okay. And it was giving me a history of Aslanti and of g the gods, of Quetzalcoatl, the god Quetzalcoatl, and how to bind him. Because you can't kill a god, I guess, or it's really difficult, or I don't, I don't know. But you can bind them, and, and, and to do that, you have to, like, draw power or call upon four gods or something. I don't know. It was weird. But one of them was that woman. The one from your dream? I, I think so. Wait, do you still have the book? Let me see. Yeah, it's, it's in my back. Yeah. I pull it out and I hand it over to Landris. I'll take a trip through a storybook lane. You open the book? Yeah. A language you cannot decipher. However, you can only open up to the center of the book. You do so. And the words begin to scroll. And as they scroll, they go by faster and faster, and then they start swirling up into these little bits of tornadoes, right? And then the tornadoes sort of get long and then turn into a hand, and the hand reaches and grabs your arm, and then it gets pulled at you. It pulls at you hard, and at first you resist, and then you cannot, and it begins pulling you into the whoa, book. Whoa, whoa. 
What did you do? I close it. You close it shut, you're released, and your arm comes right out of the book. Did you give me the right book? Which book is this? That's the book. Uh, I'll take your word for it. I give him the book back. Landris, it didn't do that to me. It just told me a story. Showed me it in pictures type. Yeah, well, It was it, actually pretty nice. <laughs> it tried to pull me into the page. I, I saw that. Why would it do that? I open up the book. You can open up to any page, language you don't understand. Scroll doesn't, this one's a normal book. I close it. See? Nothing. That's weird. Um, well, I guess I didn't need more reason not to open the books. You ever heard of a, a Ioma Day? Um, is that a type of battery? No. The no. Saren Ray? Maybe? Hmm. I, it it kind of sounds familiar, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Is that, is that that club down on West Street? No. I shrug. Wait, what's that club on West Street? I, I don't This is Sun's Down? I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. It's, uh... There was one that reminded me of uh, Tar, but different. You mean they looked like him or it was a big jerk? <laughs> I like Tar. Hey, I like Tar too. I liked him because he was a big jerk. It was like a, a, a minotaur. Well, he's not the only one. No, but yeah, I don't know. They, they were different. There's like four of them. I wrote them down on this piece of paper. Okay, but what's it? that's ancient history. What's that to do with us? Okay, yeah, you saw one of them in your dream vision thing. Sarah and Ray look like red, kind of. Okay, there's lots of beautiful women in the world. I would expect a goddess to be beautiful. No, like, okay, when we our battle last night, I was looking at her with the goggles. Okay, again, they're, that, not, they're not x-ray goggles. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I saw, when I looked at her, she looked more like Sarenrae. Not exact, but close. Are you just trying to lay claim that you killed three gods yesterday? <laughs> I think two's enough. You've got to trust me. I'm trusting you when you're talking to your shadow or whatever and no i trust you i just don't get it well i don't get it either that's what i'm, I'm trying to figure it out okay so you crush part of quetzalcoatl maybe the actual quetzalcoatl so he definitely wasn't quetzalcoatl the heck all right so we got what your if, lady we got what if a... he was huh what if he was then we actually killed a god and i'm more scared than ever what if we didn't kill him huh well he exploded at least we gotta figure all this out actually no first we have to stop dying well, that's what I meant. That's part of it. We gotta figure out what's going on with us. You hear from upstairs. And you hear Katara go, Guys? Let's go see what that is. Okay. You go upstairs and Katara's staring at the computer. And he looks at you guys and he goes, I'm not touching it. And you see it says message from Veeam. Oh, you haven't played this game yet, have you, Vic? No. It's a fun one. I accept the message. Isn't it funny how day by day nothing changes, but when we look back everything is different. What's this guy, some kind of poet? Hi, hi, Veeam, what do you want? I have something for you. Okay, it's it's not another weird profile, is it? I thought after last night's activities you would be interested in what it said. I piggybacked off of a conversation and saved a transcript. Do you want to see it? D depends, do I have a risk of, like, getting killed if I accept this? No, it is a file directly from me. Sure, fine, what, who is talking? File transferred. It's really annoying. That's the guy who said that uh, Kintaro was a seven, right? <clears throat> no, he just gave us the police files. Right. I definitely don't think he's police. No, but he probably tampered with that file. Probably brought it down to a seven. It's probably a ten. I'm going to open the file. It's a message between recipients Jack of All Trades and Chairman. Begin transcript. Chairman. Connection secure. Jack of all trades. Yes. 
Oh, here, I'll start off with Chairman. Handshaker failed us. The launch date was unsuccessful. I'm taking over Handshaker's responsibilities. You now report directly to me. Do not disappoint me. Jack of all trades. Yes, sir. I understand. Damage estimates. The following projects were severely affected. Unity. Halkion. Final countdown. Project Unity's plan A failed. Plan B was also affected a few hours later when the RSF generator was destroyed. When can you move to plan C? As early as tomorrow morning. However, Project Final Countdown would have to take into account that undesirables will be up by at least 8% and desirables down by an equal amount. Do it. Confirmed. With the RSF generator destroyed, it is inevitable that there will be new births, increasing number of undesirables, and decreasing the number of desirables. I'll mitigate reproduction as much as possible. I will make the necessary changes to Project Final Countdown. It'll create complications, but Plan B is always more messy than Plan A, after all. I'll have our official assets and Upper Kadesh handle that. Continue report. We'll be unable to salvage Project Halkion. With the Queen of Hearts' death, things will begin to deteriorate. We need to allot more assets to control the population. I will make the necessary adjustments. I'll keep as much of the work with the lower branch of the government and police. It'll help keep them busy when Project Final Countdown is underway. Why was the Queen of Hearts near the device? Her role was to help the public accept the force change. I'm aware of what her role was. Why was she near the device at all? Handshaker reported to me that the Rook was to be used for protection of the device, not the Queen of Hearts. It is my understanding that during the final moments leading up to the launch date, Rook went rogue and attacked the dark site running Project Alice. Minimal damage was done to the project, but the asset Rook has since gone AWOL. Using the Queen of Hearts was obviously a rash decision made by Handshaker. I had no knowledge of this plan and as such can't comment on it any further. Perhaps we can shift blame on her to throw the public off? I have men already on that. You need to focus on your part. I want you to focus some efforts on finding and apprehending the Rook. If apprehension is not feasible, you have my permission to eliminate the asset. I understand you have a backup prepared? Work on a more predictable and controlled replacement for the Rook has been underway, but I was directed to treat this as low priority. The Bishop is at 70% readiness and would require focused effort to bring to maximum readiness. You have approval to focus your efforts on bringing the bishop online. When finished, issue its first commission to deal with the Rook. Confirmed. Update me on Project Alice. The White Rabbit has been the biggest breakthrough we have received yet. Combining information we've gained through reconnaissance and cross-referencing the data with information gained from other like resources, we are set to improve our strategic plans tenfold. Excellent. I will send you some of the next batch of dark troopers to aid your security, since the past few days have proven your fellow peers incompetence and obvious need of them. Yes, sir. I received the word that the slow patriot was exposed. Are we going to salvage or eliminate? Handshaker was careless with sensitive information, as he was with his decision-making. Don't involve the asset slow patriot in any plans moving forward. I will have him taken care of. I find your current performance adequate, jack-of-all-trades. Do not let that change. Then it says offline for chairman, and then offline for jack-of-all-trades. Hmm, who do you think the rook is? They went rogue. I killed the queen of heart. Oh, yeah. Rook went rogue, attacked one of their sites. You were listening to the news, Dahlia. Other than the RSF, Red Stage, and the Sanhedrin building, was there anywhere else that had, like, you know, gunfire or violence of some kind? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know, really, but no. We gotta find this Rook. The Rook's our way in. Who's Rook, though? I don't know. Who could it be? All right, let's put on our thinking caps. Went rogue. Went rogue. So if nowhere else was attacked, that would mean it would have to be one of the areas we chose... Which would mean that, you know, DeWitt would be the Rook. But I, I don't think he's working with them. I don't know, we don't have a lot of time. Maybe it's Solzhenitsyn. He's gotta be one of the pieces of the puzzle. But hey, we know where to find him. 
Or at least we have some areas to find him, and he's going to have a lot of trouble moving through the storm. Yeah, so are we. Yeah, but we're only, you know, a few people. He's going to have all his equipment, all his projects that he has to move with him. At least if he's running from us, then he's not working on whatever he has planned. I'm going to check that list of black sites I have from Locke for uh, that. He said, so, like, I could find Sultanitsyn. Like, how many are there? Four. And how far apart are they? Uh, they're spread out across the city. I mean, I say we start checking these places out. We gotta find Nitsen as soon as possible. You got a better idea? No, no, I don't. Uh, I do. Why don't we go to, like, the one guy we can trust in this city? And the one guy who actually cares about all this? I guess, but it's a waste of time. We can just go right there. Yeah, but I would rather, in the middle of a raging storm, uh, go with a police force at my back instead of alone. Imagine if it was just us three going to try to apprehend Locke. That probably wouldn't have went as well as it did, and it didn't go super well already. Hey, it was actually Locke, it was just us. And if it was just us approaching the Sanhedrin building, they wouldn't have opened up the robot compartments. Because mm-hmm. we would have mm-hmm. snuck in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I could have snuck in. You're not very con- inconspicuous with the armor. Oh yeah, and I'm sure you would have done a fantastic job versus the Dark Trooper in his office all by yourself. Again, I don't think you're understanding the stealth aspect of this. Alright, fine, let's go. Let's go across paths with DeWitt. Y'all do get ready to go while you're doing that. Uh, you see Kentar uh, goes over and is talking to Diane about something and gives her something. And comes to you and goes, all right, I'm ready to go. What was that about? I was just taking care of your parents. Oh, thank you. And I'll go with you on this on one condition. We stop at the hospital first and get that thing oh, off Oh, my goodness. Head. Victor, back me up. It's really bad, Landris. I know it looks idiotic. It's got to be heavy. Work. It's throwing you it, off. It, is it heavy? It is heavy. <laughs> we have more important things to worry about. If we could stop to get him new eyes yesterday. Oh, yeah. Let's go to the creepy old guy in the back alley basement no, without anesthetic and get a whole new we, ear we graft on We're in a rush now. We're probably more rushed than we had about the time. We're going Haven't to the Haven't you noticed like your hand keeps tip- tilting to one side? <laughs> You've been favoring your right all day. Your back. neck's got to be hurting. <laughs> you and your freaking old man friends. What, did you meet him at Shuffleboard Club? He shakes his head. It was head bingo like, night. Brushes past Come on, let's you. go. <laughs> He grabs an umbrella and it's like, let's go. You guys get under the tram and you, you, you speed your way to a hospital. You go in there. Oh, sure. He goes to the hospital. I go to the shady place. Kentaro ponies up the dough and says, whatever it takes, just make him better again. <laughs> and they look at you and go, why did you get that installed? It looked better before yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we can, yeah, sure, we can do it. And Katara pays them, and you, it takes a couple hours, but you get, uh, you get an elf here, a regular old elf here. You and go, oh, much better. Boring. Well, better be boring than stupid. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah, I've noticed for a long time, before you even got the air, that that's what you preferred. <laughs> like, we can, we can go see DeWitt, just I don't think we should bring a whole police force with us. Well, I just think we should talk to him. Let's just talk to him. I just don't think we should go alone. Is that such a ridiculous claim? Well, I think we should... Let him know we're going, but I think we should bring a small force of anyone else. Okay, whatever. We can discuss the details. I'm, I'm not I'm marching through this. How are we going to get a whole freaking police squad us to the three. city in a storm? I don't care. Whatever we do, it's just not us Maybe three. Maybe he's got another psycho squad, like Psycho Squad B. We barely survived yesterday. Not in a rush to die. I'm finally beginning to value life. I'm in a rush to not die, because if you forgot, me and Vic are dying at an alarming rate. Well- Storming in unprepared is not going to help. How is going to prepare us? How is going in alone going to turn out well? Um, the doctor looks like really awkward because he's in the middle of an argument. You, you guys can go now. We, we have all, all the documents. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Leave. I said good day, sir. <laughs> you guys get on the tram. I'm sorry. I presumed. Do you guys get on the tram? 
gonna be facetious about this game? <laughs> At least for the rest of the episode, because I don't remember next week because I have a terrible memory. Yes, we get on the tram. Good. Katara just like shaking his head. What? I just uh, nothing. Okay, fine. Nothing. Okay. And uh, another news broadcast. Welcome back to Circle K's coverage of tonight's events. I'm Michael Liberty, and we're coming up on the final minutes till President Catan's address to presumably talk about tonight's disturbing events. With me still is... what's that? Ladies and gentlemen, we're now going live to the President's address. Do you see his hair? How does he keep it that good? In the coming days, more details will be uncovered, teaching us exactly what happened here today. These things will be clearer and more plain as time goes, and would be a waste of your attention for me to recount tonight's events to you. Instead, I want to talk to you about the hard choices we must make. The reproduction suppression field is down, and with it comes a new opportunity to do what has been taken away from us these sixty years. To bear children with those who have desperately wanted them since they were ever told they weren't allowed to have them. It is with weights on my heart that I must implore you to be careful and to deny yourselves that which you yearn for. It has never been my pleasure to tell this city no, to take away from it anything. All I ask is that you reason with yourselves and with me now. The RSF generator has left devastation in its wake. Thousands perished as it scraped the clouds on its way down. It'll take time to recover and rebuild. And rebuild we must. Expansion has yet to be secured, and this city cannot support more people. I promise you with all my heart that we are very... Very, very close to a solution. But it is not now. That time is not yet present. We must raise another generator and activate it. Now as with when it first rose into the sky, you may feel badly about it. But you know that it will be done. And in six months' time, it'll mark our clouds once again. And your children will have three more months left to grow. I implore you, from one elf to another, do not be with child. As one who watched someone have a child under the generator's effects and perish for it, do not put yourself through that pain. I won't decree, and I wouldn't have the heart to enforce. I can only ask. Save yourselves from that pain. And you have my word that sooner rather than later, childbearing will forever no longer be an issue of this city. I'm asking you to trust me. I'd like to take a moment to address the person 
or persons responsible for tonight's events, if I may. Wherever you are and whoever you are, listen closely. We all make choices, but in the end, our choices make us. When I look at the people of this great city, I see the individual as a hero, a noble survivor. And Kadesh, his paradise, a shrine to the supremacy of the elf people. Kadesh is a body. Autonomy is its voice and choice its hand. So who would drain the people of their life's blood? Are you some golem of a higher, more sinister power, brought here to hold Kadesh's arms as it rifles through her pockets? If so, know this. You are not the first to come to try and take this city. Each new tyrant ventured here in search of conquest. Comet, corrupt politicians, dirty police officers, too many gangs to count, and now you. But every aspiring tyrant must learn to fear the knives of his fellows. Ask yourself, what do your allies stand to gain in guiding you here? The tyrant has no family, no friends, no country, only slaves chained in his wake. To his fellows, he asks, of what use are you to me? Those who love them are his subjects, for the tyrant accepts only worship or fear. This city will not tolerate a tyrant. You come at us with activities of disruption and division our people have never been so united. What is the difference between an elf and a tyrant? An elf builds. A tyrant asks, where is my share? An elf creates. A tyrant says, what will the neighbors think? An elf invents. A tyrant says, watch out, or you might tread on the toes of God. Whatever your motivation, you have not defeated this people because this people stand up to you, sir. They stand tall for the man next door. They stand tall for the beast of Kadesh. Kadesh isn't some sunken ship for you to plunder, and the people of this city aren't giddy socialites who can be slapped around by pressured muscle. We are a beast you have challenged, and we will not hesitate to strike you down with terrible fury as we defend our homes. You ooze in like an assassin and then try to sneak out like a thief. You're no simple terrorist. Who are you? Why have you come here? There's two ways to deal with mystery. Uncover it or eliminate it. When all is said and done and Kadesh speaks of you, it'll say only this. Sleep now. Your day is done. Who is that? They'll say as they point to the sad shape hanging from the gallows. Who is that? Stand tall, people of Kadesh, for the man next door, and for the beast.
striking words from the president. Stay tuned as we'll have several analysts on to discuss the president's message. Don't go anywhere. Well, that was kind of a morbid. Yeah. What's that all about? Thousands of people have died, but you gotta still keep it in your pants. <laughs> Do we even have gallows? Or is that a figure of speech? I mean, maybe when he was younger. <laughs> I think I'm old boy. Well, I hope whoever did that was listening. I'm afraid it will happen when we lose Katan. First off, no one will be able to have as good as hair as he has. Shut up. That's just, that's an un- unaccomplishable shut up, pass. Shut up, shut up, shut up. And no one else is going to be bold enough after a tragedy like this to freaking try to make the guy who did it scared. You guys get to your stop. All right. Well, let's go find our old boss. While we're here, maybe we can get these darn things out of our heads. Yeah, that'd be nice. I think the the transition to elf kind of tightened around my skull. Well, you, at least you didn't have to have yours beep when you thought you were about to blow up. <laughs> Did, wait, does it like vibrate too? I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. In the back of my brain itches. <laughs> when you go into the police department, it is just chaos. There are people everywhere just running around doing a billion different things. There is one guy who's doing absolutely nothing. Well, I shouldn't say absolutely nothing, because that implies that he's not shoving his face full of the donuts that he is doing. He is at the front desk. How can I help you? And he kind of wipes his face. Uh, if you got a crime report, we're a bit busy. Do you not know who we are? We're the saviors of the city, man. I thought we had a photo shoot, like, right in front of the police station. Nah, those guys are a bunch of cat folk. Not anymore. A whole piece of donut falls out of his mouth. What do you want to get? The wit. He's busy. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he is, but he can make time for us. Uh, I don't think so. He's, he, you hear? He got promoted. Yes. We he's, were there. That's He's not an open door office anymore. You got to make an That's because of us. We, kind we of, are the... Re- booked for a long time. I mean, I guess I could pencil you in. He's got an opening We like should a also have a schedule now. for Psycho Squad to what get the bombs out of their head. Monday the 4th, a year from now. Tell him we're here. <sighs> All right, but he's going to yell at me. Yeah, because you wasted our time and his time. That's exactly why he's going to yell at me. He's very busy. Just do it. You know, people, you can't just come. He just isn't randomly people from the city get the right to talk to the commissioner. We're not just people. We're saviors of the city. Now do it. Do you do you (sighs) work here? Of course I do. And what are you, the donut inspector? (laughs) Good one. You know what? I lost his number. Sorry. Well, tell him Psycho Squad's here. You're leaving me hanging. Wait, you're Psycho Squad? Yeah, we are. Oh, Jeez Louise. And he, he, oh, high five. He sorry, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, sir, sorry to interrupt, interrupt you. And, like, he gets interrupted and you hear, Officer, I hope that you have something very important to disturb me with. I told you I was not to be disturbed. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Psycho Squad is reporting in? I'm sorry, what? Psycho Squad is here. That is simply impossible. Psycho Squad has been disbanded. I understand that we are calling on all hands, including people who have not worked a desk for a very long time, but please try to familiarize- Hey, boss, it's us. Is that- Yeah. Gentlemen. Yeah, we really need to talk to you. Officer, send them through. The intercom ends. (laughs) Uh, Next time, don't waste our time, guy. We're psycho. (laughs) I reach over and, like, crumple a bunch of donuts in my hand and take them with me. (laughs) He looks scared and kind of, like, flinches away from it. (laughs) Yes, sir. He's right down the hallway, to, to the left, up, up the stairs. Yeah, thanks. He's in Shaw's old office. Oh, good for him. And Katara kind of, like, moves quickly, <laughs> and, like, he flinches away. Katara smirks. I walk away eating my donuts. I walk away eating his donuts. 
<laughs> All right, you get up to uh, his office and you see DeWitt's talking to like nine different people. And he's like, gentlemen, come in. Just give me the report by the morning. All right, everybody, clear out the room for a few minutes. And everybody leaves. Well, look who it is. Saviors of the city. Uh, I'm not crazy about that title. I just used it to, you know, get us through. I like detective. Well, how can I assist you today, gentlemen? Uh, one, we want the bomb things out of our head. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, two, we're going after Souls of Nitsen. You are, are yeah. you? Would you like to fill me in on how you'd be going about doing that for we are two also going after him? Well, you could use any leads We possible. have all the black sites that he gave us yesterday. Uh, yes, those. And he kind of like shoves off a bunch of paper to clear out a, uh, a big map that's on his uh, desk. And it's sort of like it's under plastic, uh, like a case almost. Is, it's part of the desk. Uh, so it's as such, it's a bit outdated, but it's still new enough. And you see these big red dots uh, over the glass on stickers. And they're the spots that you pointed out to him. These spots, I take it? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, gentlemen, you are no longer part of the police department. Oh, uh, how's your head? You, oh, yeah, you see there is like, you can see the raised part of that marks the telltale signs of welding. As he has a new part back to where his head was. It's a little bit shinier than the rest of it. It is. He kind of knocks on it back to 100%. Good, good. Well, I suppose I could make an exception in this case, extenuating circumstances and all that. We are planning on hitting one of the buildings tomorrow. Would you like to be a part of it? Uh, it's a little... It's a long way ahead. We don't have a lot of time. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I believe you, me, I understand the concept of not having a lot of time and too many things to do with the time you have. You do not believe the craziness that comes with this job, especially right after a giant attack on our city and fallout to deal with. We're trying to deal with recovering from, of course, the RSF generator coming down and the storms keeping our emergency services at max capacity, including the normal amount of crimes that we deal with on an everyday basis and trying to unravel everyone involved with this conspiracy. Making arrests, collecting evidence is quite the hectic demanding job well for every second we don't have nitsen me and vic are one step closer to dying you think nitsen can delay that process it's the only thing we got well i will give you special temporary privileges to join the swat team tomorrow on a observation basis Obs observation basis what's that even mean it means that you will be behind them and not participating in frontline fighting you're welcome Wait, how's that a good th What do you mean you're welcome? You say you're welcome when you give people good things. You would prefer to put your lives in danger. I thought you were trying to get out of Psycho Squad. Well, yeah, it was the whole bomb and head thing I wasn't crazy about. The life-threatening part of it was okay by you. Hmm. Look, fine. We, we'll be on an observational basis with SWAT, that SWAT team, whatever. But then we're going to check out one of these other sites today. Mm. Of course, you private citizens can do what you want, but I would ask you as a personal favor to me not to do that. I don't need you stirring about Solzhenitsyn, making him aware that these areas are compromised. We plan to hit all four at the same time. Oh, well, you didn't mention that. One of the things that makes it happen tomorrow. It's not that easy to set up such a coordinated assault, especially when so many of our people are otherwise occupied. So how come this one? Do you think he's here? That's the one I will be attending personally. It seems to be the best. The rest of them seem to be mm, random locations, but this one is the closest proximity to the only other location we have of interest, which is, of course, the government building. It's not close by much, but uh, it's the best way to pick randomly, I suppose. You gentlemen don't have really do days off, do you? The door opens up and someone comes in, he kind of talks with them and exchange papers and they leave. I'm beginning to regret taking this position, I'll tell you that much. It was a lot quieter when I was just captain. 
Yeah, and the state of emergency that the city's under and all that. Yes. Storm could not have come at the worst time. Okay, what are we supposed to do until then? Get these bombs out of us, or dummy bombs, or whatever. Get the bombs out of you. Um, I suppose do what private citizens do. Well, private citizens typically aren't dying at an alarming rate. And broke. You have not met our citizens. <laughs> Vic only has so many organic parts left. I wish I could help you, unfortunately. I can help you with one matter and not the other. Well, I just, I just hope you, you and your men understand how important it is for us to capture Nitsen. Mm, <laughs> I believe that vested interest lies more on my party than yours. Good. I intend on taking down this entire ring, top to bottom. They have gone too far and done too much to go unanswered. And apparently the president is taking it rather personally. I've received plenty of messages from him in urging me to come to a quick solution on this matter. Unfortunately, that pressure makes things worse. The same pressure I'm getting from you leads to mistakes, leads to false accusations, incomplete arrests. I completely understand your desire for a quick solution and a quick resolution of these matters, but we must take our time and do things by the book. That way things will Hopefully stick. we're still alive by then. All right, so we got, we got some information that someone within the organization went rogue and attacked them. Was there any fighting outside of the three areas we were in? Any reports of anything like that? Uh, I could have my secretary look into it. I'd like that. I'll be sure to do it. Get you the results by tomorrow. He hits a button. Uh, Charlotte, could you come in here, please? And a secretary comes in. Charlotte, see these gentlemen to the med bay. I instruct them under my orders to have those devices removed from the back of their heads. After that, take them to the evidence locker, please. You'll find things. He looks at his computer and then writes down a number. Give them this, please. Everything from this file uh, that they desire. Uh, yes, sir. Gentlemen, it's good to see you. I hope to see you tomorrow. We'll be here. Yeah. And he uh, shakes your hand. And you guys are off. All right. She says, follow me, please. And she takes you down, and she takes you to the infirmary where doctors are super busy because there's all sorts of injuries from yesterday. All right, then we're going to have these devices removed from these guys' heads, please. And you see, like, one of them is the one guy who puts it in, and he goes, All right, lay down the table, please. And one by one, he pops it out of your head. He uh, injects you with something that heals it up so you don't worry about any sort of uh, wound wound care. But now you guys got some wicked scars in the back of your head. Matches everything else. (laughs) What do you think, Landris? I mean, what's one more at this rate? When you finish with that, she takes you down to the archives, and she hands the number over to that other lady you met before, and uh, she takes it. Still takes her sweet old time. But she eventually comes back with all the stuff that was confiscated from the boat siege, and all that stuff that was taken from you. You may get back whatever you want that was taken from you when you guys joined Psycho Squad. Oh, but you know what else is there? No idea. Do tell. The Book of Rituals. Interesting. And uh, the Temporal Accelerator. I have a lot of years to waste now. All right, and she uh, leads you out to the front door and bids you adieu. Feels good to be back in the old armor. Back in the armor again. <laughs> so I already bought, like, replacements for most of this stuff. Can I sell it if it's like a... Yeah, we don't have to roleplay out. You can just go to the store and sell it now. Katara puts his helmet back on and then looks at you guys and says, uh, what are we going to do now? I don't want to wait. Yeah, I've gotten that feeling from both of you. Do you want to wait? A little bit, definitely, yeah. I kind of am enjoying the break. You want to go bit. home and watch your soap operas? Watch your watch your stories? First off, I always want to do that. How dare you use that against me? <laughs> eat some oatmeal or algae meal? Sorry, I don't eat nine-year-old freaking algios. They're good, man. And that's just because mm-hmm. no one gets algae jacks. <sighs> There's got to be something we can do. Maybe we, maybe we can go look for Sarah. Do you know where Sarah would go? Her parents? Maybe. I would hope not. You told her to hide, didn't you? I have no idea where she would go. To that doctor? She talked about a doctor that was really nice to her. 
Oh, your jealous act? I saw that. But wait a second. We need somebody who can find her. Somebody who has eyes all over the city. Somebody who would know where to find her. What are you getting at? And he kind of looks at you guys and gives you like a worried smile. And he gives you a look that just says like, bad times are a coming. What's happening right now? Flash to you guys have traveled. You're standing in front of somebody you've met once before. Ugh. And he looks at you and says, oh, jeez. Oh, I thought I'd never have to see you guys again. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening.